Today on the Cinema Club Podcast, I am joined by Matt Keeler and Kelly Harper once again. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hola. We're talking about uh, Jonah Hill's directorial debut, mid-90s, which he wrote and directed. So let's get right into the film. Um, first of all, we just want to say that we'll be discussing spoilers, so you have been warned. And uh, from there, let's get started. Uh, pros of the film. I think there are a lot of pros. More pros than negatives, in my opinion. I agree. Anyway. Uh, this was uh, probably my favorite film of the year so far. I really enjoyed it. I think the uh, the way it was shot was very interesting. They used a 4-3 aspect ratio. It was like a square. And they shot it on 16mm film. So it definitely had the feel. So it was shot on film. It was shot on film. I wasn't sure. I was talking to Matt about it after <clears> we saw it. But I, I, maybe he, he thought maybe it was just editing. But Yeah, I, I believe it was. And then the, obviously the stuff at the end was digital. And on top of the, the cinematography, uh, a great soundtrack as well. Yep. Um, some of Jonah Hill's favorites, he said from when he was growing up, so it was like Wu-Tang Clan, but also Misfits, Morrissey, so it's like a, a mix of, of songs. But I kind of want to touch on that too with like the 90s nostalgia. I mean, we were all born in what, 2000, 2001? Yeah. So we don't really know, we didn't grow up then, but it did feel like, it felt very like stylistically like what it's trying to be. Yeah, even though like it's so recent because it's only it's only I mean nineteen ninety is only twenty eight years ago, but it still feels like a period piece. Yeah, um, and I, I thought Jonah Hill did a really good job of capturing everything from the nineties, from the way people dressed to the music to the cars to everything. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I, I would agree. I um, even like the the one interview he was talking about the, the trash bags on the street. He was trying to get yeah, the, I exactly the same. Um, and as far as as the the plot goes and things like that, like the there really is no plot. It's kind of like uh, I, I it reminds me a lot of Boyhood, where you're just kind of getting a look into these people's lives. Yeah. And not so much telling like a, a, a singular linear story. Yeah, you're pretty much just following this kid and uh, his experiences meeting these new friends, and you know that shapes and forms his very young life yeah and I mean th- there was some you know the, the theme of like okay well he's he's kind of figuring out who he is and who he wants to associate with and with that um, I thought were some really good emotional scenes like the one in particular where he's in the car and he's just screaming, screaming at his mom like it's not you know it's not a good thing it's just like it's very raw and it feels like you know it feels real yeah, this film definitely packs in a, an emotional punch, even for its relatively short runtime of only an hour and 24 minutes. By the end of this film, I was pretty pretty teary-eyed. It really hits you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of thought the emotional impact of everything was perfect because they tried to really tell um, a very human story. Um, I think that kind of ties back to um, like how, how long the film was and how it's kind of just like a snapshot into these of these people's lives and just like um, Jonah Hill didn't want to like tell a whole like three-act story because I really don't think this film is a three-act structure. Um, no. In my opinion, it, it could almost be seen as like one act and it's just like, even though it's not one take, the film almost feels like one take because it's just so fluid, it goes so quickly. Right, and I mean, I, I kind of like films like that where they show the passage of time and, and yeah. kind of, there is that real element of like, well, time goes by really quickly with like once again boyhood, 
you know, different thing. They actually filmed that over twelve years, twelve years, something like that. Okay. Um, but some other uh, what, what for scenes, uh, the car crash scene I thought was really well done, where they didn't really show the the impact of the car crash very loud. It was very the screeching. Was very loud. It was very loud, but they just kind of had a flash on the one character, poor kid's face, and um, and then the car was on the side, which was it was kind of freaky. It was intense. I mean, and the setup for that scene was really good too. I don't know if I loved that uh, quick cut of fourth grade's face. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was a little jarring to me. I thought yeah. that all the way up into that and after that, it was perfect. I thought like the right. the screeching and how it was like kind of cutting away, but like that one like flash. It was kind of strange. It was a little odd. But yeah. I, I liked. I don't know. I kind of sometimes I like those stylistic choices. Yeah, that's more of a nitpick for me, though. I don't yeah. see that as like an actual detractor of the film. I mean. Um, I think there are definitely things like we we don't know how to direct a movie, but like you know, Jonah Hill. I think for his first go, it it was pretty it was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I kind of like how he kind of is joining all these other actors that are stepping into the directorial space, like um, Bradley Cooper, Jordan Peele to an extent. I mean, he's not he's sort of an actor, yeah, actor, actor not actor, yeah, um, and uh, Joel Edgerton. John Krasinski, people like this. Bo Burnham. Yeah, I just I, I think it's like really cool uh, to see all these actors stepping into it because like you see a whole different perspective because they're always in front of the camera, so right. they have like a, a whole new perspective to add behind the camera. You know what I mean? Right, and I think there's like there's something to be said about like getting all that experience yeah. working with like I know Jonah Hill was was talking about like the Coen Brothers and Martin Scorsese and like just yeah. he learns a lot from them. And what he does but he also I think made something that was unique um, I mean there's a lot of like the A24 I mean I love the A24 movies most of them but there is like definitely this like okay they're shot on film or like they have these like weird stories or, or camera angles or something so there's definitely like a type of movie that they like doing yeah um, but I mean as far as it, like I'm okay with it. Like, yeah, they're indie art house type. Yeah, type film. They're definitely one of my favorite distributors. They pump out films. Is it like multiple films a year? Yeah, like, yeah every yeah. year. Yeah, um, and I think most of them are hits. Some of them are misses, but I think for yeah. the most part they make really quality films. Yeah, the only ones they really didn't like were like the Lobster and Killing of a Sacred Deer, which were both do? by your best friends at parties. Um, I think they distributed that. I don't know. I, I think there was someone else was involved with that as well, but. Um, at any rate, um, the only other uh, real like thing I'm hearing about this movie, like it's getting pretty good reviews. Like the Rotten Tomatoes is seventy seven percent. I mean, it's decent. A little bit lower than I thought it would be. Yeah, but the IMDb score seven point eight out of ten. I'd probably fall way into what we think. But um, the only other thing people are talking about really is being that it's set in the nineties. The language um, that they use is not politically correct by today's standards. Yeah, but I don't think, I, I think that's such a nitpick from people and they have to understand that like being a kid, it, it really is like that. Yeah. Like, like vulgar language is used all of the time. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, like if he's going to be true to like the trash bags looking, like you have to, you have to kind of go all out. And yeah. it's, it's not, you know, yes, it's bad. Like I think he's, he's uh, said that like or whatever, like, you know, no one should be using that to the time 
Yeah, um, if it didn't have that language, I feel like there'd be a little something missing from the film, honestly. Yeah, it kind of spoke to to me and maybe you guys as well, specifically just because, like, as a teenager, like, I could really relate to it on a personal level, and like, I just I just felt like he really captured what it's like to be in your formative years, like, trying to figure out who you are and things like that. Right. Um, The only other thing too that that people were kind of hitting on for was the Bechdel test, which is like the female character is talking about something other than a guy which I don't think it passes because there was the only the only scene where there were girls talking was at the party yeah after she had gotten with uh, Stevie the main character so it was kind of I, I understand that and I but I think too it's so tricky because you want to develop this story about a boy growing up in like his his world and also the time period and I think you know maybe that was kind of thrown to the wayside, and there could have been some other stuff. But I mean, his mom too was somewhat important. She was somewhat absent in the movie as well. So the criticism is that the women don't serve a purpose other than to just talk about yeah, love I mean, and that they really the, the teen girls that's all they do. The, the mom talks to him about you know other stuff, but also not so much. I'm kind of glad that Jonah Hill favored realism over political correctness for this film because I think if he tried to make it too politically correct, well, a lot of people would be happier with it. It would probably have a really high Rotten Tomatoes score um, and maybe even a better chance during the Oscars uh, season. I don't think it would really stay true to like what the film should be about and like what he really originally wanted it to be. Right, yeah. I can understand that. And I mean, I, I, I feel like you do have to make those sacrifices if you're going to go all in on something yeah. that's like, because he's trying to talk about how it was when he grew up. Um, but I mean, I can also understand, like, when people are like, oh, well, why are the girls, like, not doing anything? Yeah. I, I mean, mean they, they just was kind of, I don't know. We're also following the story of this young boy. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. These other characters are more side characters than anything else, I feel. Uh, also, the young boy, the lead, the, none of these kids were actors. Sonny Soldier had acted. Before. Oh, had he? Yeah, he was in actually Killing Him Sacred Deer. He was in the movie as the son. But the rest of his friends, yeah, all of his friends were like basically picked up off the street by Jonah Hill. Yeah, um, just on a whim because he thought they looked right for the part. Yeah, well, um, he met Sonny Soldier at a skate park, I think, when he was going to meet with Mikel Smith, who plays Ray, who was like a person. Ray was my favorite character. Yeah, he was. I think he was my favorite character as well. Um, there was a great scene with him talking. Talking to Stevie about it. Did I call him Sunny? Sunburn. Sunburn, yeah, I, that's why I keep saying Sunny. But um, Sunburn is his nickname. But um, where they're just talking about, like, you wouldn't trade your life for anyone else's. And he's just kind of saying, like, everyone else in their group of skateboarders have their own issues. And um, Stevie's kind of dealing with, you know, family problems. He has an abusive older brother who kind of, I think by the end of the movie, they kind of have some resolution with that like he's, yeah I almost his, felt pity for the brother because like yeah. he was just misunderstood and upset that his mom changed so much when what was the main character's name Stevie, Stevie yeah. when Stevie was born like how she changed so much it made him really angry I think and it was just bottled right. up and he didn't have a father figure either so yeah and, and there was like the the one scene where he was going to get into the fight but then he was like 
he tells Stevie Larry, like, oh, I would have gotten into a fight, but, like, I was by myself. I think it's just a facade. Yeah, yeah, he just, he just tries to play the, the tough guy, but, I mean, I think by the end of the movie, you've, you've kind of grown to like these characters, like, even though they have their flaws or whatever, you, you feel this, like, sense of camaraderie amongst them. I don't there was know. only I one character I... I didn't like. I don't remember his name, but he was the bald kid who originally befriended befriended um, Stevie Ruben, earlier. Ruben, Ruben. Yeah, yeah, Ruben. I I understand what where they were going with that character and yeah. like how he had a pretty dark home life as well. But right. I did not like his interactions yeah. with the other kids. He didn't really have any redeemable qualities. He started off well, I thought. Like he was this early on friend for Stevie. Yeah, and like even. He acted like he was so cool. You could tell there was like kind of something behind that, but then they never really explored that. Further. Right. And I mean, I think that's the tough thing too. Is like I don't know exactly what Jonah Hill's decision was to make it like an hour and twenty four minutes because it is pretty short. Like, yeah, it does fly it's by extremely like short. But I mean, it would have been nicer to go into more depth about these characters because it, the really the only scene where you find out about everybody's backstory is when Ray kind of gives this like exposition waste monologue to Stevie yeah, yeah. speech I mean I really like that scene but it, it was kind of like alright well now we're just going to force from you like, all this information about the characters I think even like 10-20 minutes of like more exposition about the side characters would have been perfect yeah just to yeah. show a little bit of what their home life is like right yeah. yeah well I mean uh, also not exploring that is uh is an interesting choice by Jonah Hill because he's trying to just focus mainly on Stevie and yeah. he explores Stevie's home life but he doesn't really show you the other characters I think that's just a more focus on, on the lead yeah it's all nit, yeah. nitpicky kind nitpicky. of stuff this like, movie's great I really enjoyed it so yeah. alright I mean if you guys are ready I'm ready to give it a score I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it like a, I can't give it like a 9 I'm gonna give it like an 8, eight and a half out of 10 I think, I think I'll have to go with an eight and a half. Okay. It's just there's a there's a couple nitpicks that even talking about it just made me like detract it a little bit from the film. Right. But yeah. it's still overall a great film, and I think it should definitely be in the question for at least like cinematography, this upcoming Oscars. I, I thought it was a really good film. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go a bit higher. I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten, just because you know I I really enjoyed this movie. It's probably my favorite film of the year. And uh, if you get the chance to see it in theaters, go see it in theaters. All right, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.